0: Growing a business is exhilarating, regardless of whether you founded your own company or are leading others to success inside of a large organization. It can also be daunting when your numbers indicate that growth is stalling. What's the formula that smart leaders use to make the leap to scaling up versus stagnating? That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of the Leadership Journey podcast. I'm Kelly McCauley, the president here at McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact, results-driven leadership programs and executive coaching. Today, our esteemed guest is Vern Harnish, founder of the world-renowned Entrepreneurs Organization, also known as EO, with over 14,000 members worldwide. Mr. Harnish has chaired EO's premier CEO program, The Birthing of Giants, held at MIT over the past 15 years, a program he continues to teach today. Welcome, Vern.
1: Hey, glad to be with you, Kelly.
0: We do appreciate you joining us today to talk about your proven formula for growth from your book, Scaling Up, How a Few Companies Make It, and Why the Rest Don't. Before we get started, let me share a little bit more about Vern Harnish's background. Vern Harnish, as I mentioned, is the founder of the world-renowned Entrepreneurs Organization, and he's the founder and CEO of Scaling Up, a global executive education and coaching company with over 200 partners on six continents. Vern has spent the last three decades helping companies scale up. The Growth Guy syndicated columnist, he chairs the recent venture columnist for Fortune Magazine biannual Scale Up Summits in collaboration with Bloomberg Live. He's the author of the best-selling Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, which is translated into nine languages, and along with the editors of Fortune, authored the greatest greatest business decisions of all times for which Jim Collins wrote the foreword. His latest book, Scaling Up, Rockefeller Habits 2.0, has won eight major international book awards including the prestigious International Book Award for Best General Business Book. Vern serves on several boards, including chairman of the Riordan Clinic and the newly launched Geoversity, a private investor in many scale-ups. Will we see you on Shark Tank, Vern?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd love to, it be fun.
0: <laughs> he enjoys piano, tennis, and magic as a card-carrying member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians. So Vern you and I met at the Conscious Capitalism CEO Summit where your keynote to over 200 CEOs highlighted the innovative and groundbreaking work you're doing inside the medical as well as other industries and it really was a terrific example of the opportunities that can be created when you lead a high growth business. Your organization scaling up Growing Leaders, Growing Companies, focuses on giving leaders the models, tools, and resources required to lead growth inside their company. Let's talk about scaling up, how a few companies make it, and why the rest don't. What inspired you to write that? Well, it was a
1: a sequel. So that executive program, Kelly, that I launched for EO, uh, YPO had a program at Harvard, so we went next door to MIT, partnered up with them and Inc. Magazine. And because there was no real curriculum for what it took to scale. There's, you know, startup incubators on almost every corner today. And I have an MBA, which is supposed to teach you how to run a big company, but there was nothing for that, that period in between when you were scaling. And so we launched the program, uh, created the curriculum for it, moved about a thousand uh, well-known CEOs through it. Now of that came the first book, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits in 2002. And it was time, uh, 12 years later, to update it. And so that's where uh, Scaling Up came
0: from. And your passion to help the entrepreneurs really came from you got your master's and realized that's inside of large organizations. But what about the people who want to take a, a, an idea and then turn it into a successful organization?
1: Well, and that, that's the challenge. We're not hurting for startups. There is 11,000 per hour in the world. Uh, the challenge is we don't have enough scale-ups. We have about 3% of those companies in the U.S. Uh, Great Britain, which is right now dealing with the whole Brexit issue today, next few days, uh, they only have 1%. And if they can go from 1% to 2%, just double the number of scale-ups, they can add two points to their GDP. And Belgium and all kinds of company, countries around the world are looking at that. So uh, that's why it became important. And I grew up around uh, businesses. My dad had a very successful scale-up. Uh, My grandparents had companies and then I was involved in helping scale up a company while I was in college. And so it's just kind of a space that I've been around and uh, thought it was time for us to begin to create some formal executive education to help people do that.
0: Well, and this is why I love scaling up so much, because it does focus in on that important arena. So talk about the difference between mice, gazelles and elephants and which stage might be most dangerous for getting off track?
1: Well, David was David Birch uh, at MIT, who coined the phrase, he looked at the world of companies, and he said, hey, there's really three categories. Uh, of the 28 million we have in the United States, 99%, you know, 96% are going to be mice. Uh, they're the small businesses that, that power a big part of the economy. What's interesting, 76% of those companies only have kelly the entrepreneur as the sole employee and i like the kid that many of those companies are overstaffed (laughs) Uh, then you've got the elephants you know the typical fortune 1000 and then in between are what what david first coined the gazelles and that's where we then took the name of our company before we recently pivoted the scaling up. And look, there are challenges with all three. You know, one of my very first students in that MIT program is the infamous Brad Feld, you know, the very successful venture capitalist today who co-founded Techstars. And he saw that these technology companies were taking two years and wasting two million when for a few dollars in a few weeks, they could get to the same place. And so he fixed a lot of that with his Techstars model on the startup phase. And by the way, has ways then to help those companies scale up. The same with the large companies is we see the Fortune 500 are falling off the list at faster rates than they ever have. And then obviously the scale ups have their own challenges. And so every one of them is difficult. And we've just chosen to focus on kind of those mid market companies, 5 million to 500 million. Yeah, that
0: which is, uh, you know, that's the space that my company lives in as well and now your book identifies strategies for four critical areas that need vigilant attention if you want to lead a high growth organization so you have people strategy execution and cash and as you think about your consultants your organiza- your your team at scale up what are the biggest growth killers that they're finding and consistently running into when working with leaders
1: Well, the the overall are twofold. Number one, it's really the simple idea came from the beautiful title of Marshall Goldsmith's book, What Got You Here Will Not Get You There. And it's not a trite, you know, statement. Uh, You know, in the beginning, what we'd call the lean startup uh, phase that Eric Ries uh, was, was smart enough to brand. You know, you've got to say yes to everything who you hire, people you're willing to partner with, jobs you're willing to do. Man, you'll do anything just to kind of get launched. But once you cross this chasm that Jeffrey Moore described in his book Crossing the Chasm, one of the real seminal books, um, you now have to say no uh, 20 times more than you say yes. In, in the early days, those first reference clients that you achieved, If you continue to use their testimonials, they'll actually turn off now the mainstream clients that you're going to need to attract in order to scale up. And in the beginning, you needed to have a lot of answers. But once you cross that chasm into what we call the agile scale up, now you need much better questions. And so literally, what got you here will not get you there, which leads to what is the overall real barrier to growth, and that is ego. Again, in the very beginning, you need to have a lot of ego just to get this thing off the launching pad. But once you cross into the agile scale up, it's actually those three letters, E-G-O, that will crush you. If you think as the leader of your business that you have the answers and that your senior team has the answers, that's going to be your fatal mistake. And so the first thing we have to do is really get them to understand that what got them here will be precisely the things that are going to stop them. From scaling up further as they move. Now, there are particulars in each one of people's strategy, execution, and cash, and I assume we can take some time and drill into each of those.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I mean it I of course before I set up this podcast, I read the book and I went, wow, this there's so many rich resources in here. It's almost like you need to read the book every month, <laughs> but then dive into specifics what am I going to tackle right through the strategy piece of it so you know if you think of the four areas is there one in particular that people mess up on more frequently oh, than others well
1: going back I, I like your comment about the book we I host these CEO boot camps because I don't coach any companies directly myself anymore that's why we have a couple hundred partners uh, that handle it But for CEOs, who want to come down and spend four days with me directly. Uh, What's been interesting, we just released a video of what we call our three Peters. And that is CEOs that have come every year for the three years in a row that we've been hosting these boot camps. And their results have been phenomenal. And and it's because the content is so deep and you can't cross the same river twice. They're at different points just a year later and the ideas speak to them differently. So it's not actually a joke. We have a lot of uh, the leaders that have a tendency to read the book at least once a year, if not once a quarter. But if, if you were to look at all four, we, we really aligned with Jim Collins. that um, uh, It's first a who question. You know, if you get the right people uh, to surround the business, you've got the right executive team, you have the right partners, you have the right financiers, you have really some of the right customers, you know, the thing is a lot easier. And if you don't, your life's going to be miserable. And so, you know, the first real stumbling block, because in the beginning, you kind of said yes to whoever was willing to work at the company, sure. and help them out, you know, for whatever it is that you could pay them. And once you cross into scaling, making the tough decisions bringing in better talent choosing the talent that you're going to promote and moving the other talent aside it's so hard uh, because you're dealing with people and people are not logical they're psychological and that's really the challenge with the whole business uh pricing one of the areas that we really have been pushing hard on is in the area of pricing and where most entrepreneurs will will pour over the cost side of their business, they just kind of lick their fingers and put it to the wind and guess on pricing. And the reason pricing is so difficult is, again, it's because people are not logical, they're psychological. There's, There's nothing logical about setting price, yet that's what we try to do. The same internally with compensation. For most companies, their single largest expense is payroll. And because it's, again, dealing with people, we have a tendency to try to use logic in setting compensation, where we need to be more psychological in the approach. And so that's the challenge when you scale versus that lone entrepreneur that's running you know, their small business. You have to deal with humans. And that's when it gets dicey.
0: Yes, Absolutely. You know, one thing that you mentioned when we were offline, you were, and it's in the book, is that 20 year kind of trajectory regarding scaling up. Could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we, I highlight that, you know, it took Apple really 25 years before they hit their 10x. Uh, The same with Starbucks. There's something kind of magical about just staying in the market. And we see it all the time between that 20 and 25 year mark. Uh, That's when companies, if they've survived that long, have learned enough and have figured out what they're good at and what they're not good at. And if they can then get hyper-focused, they really have a a chance uh, to scale up rapidly. Now, what's interesting is the unicorns, these companies that go to a billion in about half the time, there are a couple of lessons that we've extracted from them that are us mere mortals can also apply to our companies, you know, <laughs> you know speed up the scaling.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, Vern, as I mentioned, I could do many, many podcasts with you. Thank you for sharing your straightforward wisdom from 30 plus years of helping leaders turn their companies into high growth organizations. Really appreciate you being on our podcast.
1: Kelly, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: And so, if you have not purchased the book Scaling Up How a Few Companies Make It and Why the Rest Don't, go to Amazon and buy it now. Also, check out this resources rich website, scalingup.com, where you'll find free worksheets and tools to help you get started. And if you're not a do it yourselfer, you can find coaches and programs you can attend so that you can get on the fast track for growth. So to listen to more podcasts like this, please visit Macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we wish you the best on leading yourself and your team to higher levels of success.